Hello, I'm Brock. And I'm Betsy. And this is Mountain Home Stories, your community podcast. Where we talk to the people and local businesses that make Mountain Home, Mountain Home. Let's go. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of your favorite podcast, I hope, the Mountain Home Stories podcast. You have me, Brock cherry with my wonderful co-host betsy hiddleston betsy how are you today we're doing pretty good brock it's a nice day out and uh it is uh it's been a great day so here we are we get to podcast today and that makes it even better day so i'm happy to be here i love a good day of podcasting right i know podcast days are your favorite days (laughs) they are my favorite days um especially this one it's a different kind of episode today yeah normally when we do the podcast, our guests are Mountain Home business owners, prominent citizens. We have city leaders. Um, today, we have the president of the College of Western Idaho, Mr. Gordon Jones. How are you? I'm great, Brock. It's great to be here with you and Betsy. <laughs> it's great to have you here. Um, and I'm excited because I have recently been able to meet President Jones and kind of discover his vision for the College of Western Idaho and kind of hear about the role they play Mm -hmm. in our region, but also the amazing value that they can bring to the citizens of Mountain Home. Yeah. So I'm really excited to have you here. President Jones. Do you want me to call you President Jones, Gordon? No, you just just call me Gordon. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with first Dr. names. Dr. Jones? No, I no, really no. wish you had a PhD so I could say <laughs> exactly. Dr. Jones. Um, wow, way to pull out like the weak part. Like, I wish you had a PhD. Yeah. I Where'd know. Where'd that guy? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So, um, Gordon, if you could tell us the College of Western Idaho, CWI, for those that may not know much about it, can you give us the elevator pitch? Yeah, sure. And um, I think it's always helpful. A lot of people have heard of it, but that's about it. And I think this, uh, I think the future will show that um, I think more people are getting to know it. Mm-hmm. College of Western Idaho opened in 2009. Uh, Governor Butch Otter was very integral in mm-hmm. the creation of it. Our, oh. um, we have a lot of different teaching spaces, including um, we'll talk about where Mountain Home is in it. But mm-hmm. today... Uh, 13 years later, we're the largest higher ed institution. Certainly at the two-year level, we're over wow. 30,000 students. That's awesome. And um, we offer a range of different programs. People come to us because they want to learn certain trades. They want to mm-hmm. get into healthcare. Um, they may want to attend a post facility, become a, f- a public safety officer, police officer, firefighting. Um, I mentioned our uh, applied agriculture. It's a lot we do in ag oh, um, yeah. in the local Treasure Valley. And then also people who want to go and get um, adult education. They want to get um, training. They want to learn something new. Um, all the way to individuals who want to go on with college and become juniors in college. So there's a lot of things we do. Yeah. But um, we are very much eager and excited to be in this service area working with learners from both Mountain Home all the way to the Oregon border <laughs> in Caldwell and beyond. Oh, yeah. So we're 98% uh, Idaho residents who are being educated, and um, we're really excited to empower the community. So one question that we love asking our guests, which we may have to modify it just a little bit, is we ask them, what do you think is a Mountain Home gem? And I know that you have the pleasure of serving a much greater region. I also don't believe you are a, you are a Mountain Home native or a Idaho native. 
Correct. Correct. But keep going because I do consider this my home now. You no, know, raising our kids here. Definitely, and I'm so glad that you do. So, as someone who has been able to be fortunate enough to kind of stumble upon the special place that Idaho is, what do you think is a gem or something that only a Idaho native would know? Well, I'm going to take the question. I mean, as somebody, I moved here in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, I have four kids who uh, know Idaho is home for them. This is uh, long term. We have no plans. I'm very excited to make this the mm-hmm. home. Um, I, in my 20s, I uh, moved to the Intermountain West actually and lived um, very near a community similar to a mountain home. It was on, I was on a 30,000 acre cattle ranch. I taught high school to a lot of ranch kids. And um, really fell in love with the idea of um, an honest day's work, learning how to wor- uh, learn, but also how to apply that learning and learning how to make a difference mm-hmm. in a community where you know your neighbor right. and you want to make a difference. So I, I would just say I'm, a ve- I'm always a very curious person about history. So I actually do have something from Mountain Home. And it's true. Before this podcast, I never knew I was going to be on it. Mm-hmm. My first visit here before I even met with Mayor Sykes was to go to your local history museum right next door to City Hall. Oh, yeah. And believe it or not, I bought a copy of the history of Mountain Home. Awesome. So I've been reading that um, somewhere between a pamphlet and a book. Mm-hmm. Um, but appreciating where this mm-hmm. um, community that both sits in the middle of so much and yet it's in and of itself and yet it's also between a lot of things, that identity that comes up, a sense of resilience, a sense of community, um, and really pride, pride in Mountain Home. And I, I love that about um, many of our communities in Idaho, and I would throw that in with Mountain Home. It's a really rich history. And um, so often small towns talk about what they don't have or they, they know people who live in bigger cities. And I keep reminding people, um, you have what a lot of people wish they had. Mm-hmm. You have fresh air, you have elbow room, you have neighbors that, that hopefully care mm-hmm. in this community. Yeah. You've got um, people are known. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no more anonymous place than your biggest cities. Yeah. And I'd be honest, I think a place like Mountain Home is pretty special. Awesome. We certainly think it is, too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm so glad that you kind of caught that Idaho spirit, Mountain Home spirit, it, which is prevalent anywhere in any smaller community where you're more than just citizen A, where you have a name and you play a role and you know everyone because your kids go to school together and you see everyone at the yeah, grocery store. And to me, I think the best indicator of any community is how often do you do not the one finger wave, but the two finger wave on your way home and how many times do you do that way because you're seeing so many people that you know yeah so it's it's a beautiful thing and i think it's a very special thing just like you mentioned that we have in our community so how did you come to the college of western idaho yeah so i've been the president of the college of western idaho since january of 22 so i'm still just about to close out my first year but i've been in idaho as i said since 2015 mm-hmm. i arrived here as the founding dean of the College of Innovation and Design at Boise State, which mm-hmm. is a big mouthful, and hopefully your <laughs> listeners are going, what the heck is that? But really, it's it was about um, my views on higher education mm-hmm. and um, why I'm at College of Western Idaho. My background, the second half of my career has been in higher ed. As I mentioned, I was a high school teacher. I've had some time in business. I'm a small business owner. We all wear a lot of hats in right. this world. but. Um, my view is that education today, especially public education, 
needs to have answers that I think match up to what people are asking for. And I'll let mountain home residents decide based on what they hear from me now, whether that fits for them. But quite honestly, I looked around in higher ed and I saw public higher ed starting to look like it costs like private higher ed. Mm. It looks like a big number. Um, And people for decades post-World War II, American higher ed is really encouraged almost everybody, you should go to college. And um, in one level, that's fine. I'm a big believer. Obviously, I'm the president of a college in higher ed. But I've also felt that we have a promise we've made to the public, which is that um, public higher ed should be affordable. It should also meet the needs of what people are looking for. And I will tell you today, what I hear most people ask for is, what's my return on going to college? How am I finding Mm -hmm. meaningful outcomes, which for a lot of people, most people's a job. Yeah. It's employment. It's being prepared so that I can experience what kind of is the American dream, which is that I could maybe have a better life than my parents Mm -hmm. and my kids could have a better life than I had. We have so many resources. We have such a uh, rich abundance of opportunity and higher ed should be teeing that up. And unfortunately, the statistics in this country are not always purely positive to that. We all know people who dropped out of school, who have college debt. And I got very passionate about saying, what's our answers as higher ed for this? Yeah. Because that's not good. That's not no. That's not encouraging. And we can say everybody should go. But if people end up with debt, that's not, they don't have a job where they earn a premium. They're not in a career-oriented job. So what can we do? And I look at the community colleges and College of Western Idaho in particular and say, oh my gosh, here's a place that's still incredibly affordable. Mm -hmm. Uh, For an average full-time student, Mm -hmm. it's $3,300 a year. And in two years, you can earn a degree. I have employers throughout this southwestern part of Idaho that they're paying between $40,000 to $110,000. And those are real employers I'm thinking of. And there's many I haven't talked to, but you can come for under Mm $10,000 and end up with jobs that pay five, six, seven, eight, ten times for my life what one, two years took in total. That gets exciting about Mm -hmm. saying, boy, that's restoring public confidence. That's showing the power of what public higher ed can do. So I was at Boise State trying to think about models where we could do that. Mm -hmm. But I really ultimately was excited to come lead CWI where I think we're already affordable. We don't have to figure out how to become more affordable. We don't have to figure out... We got lots to do, but higher ed overall needs to take a lot more lessons from what our community colleges are doing, and leaders need to be more focused on establishing these kind of priorities that put our students and our paying parents and grandparents, um, frankly, at the front of our consideration. So that's kind of how I got here, and um, as I said, my wife and I and our four kids, we we can't get enough of Idaho, which is, <laughs> I'm going to become a walking chamber of commerce at advertisement here, so I'll stop. But that's sort of how I got here, what I was doing before. Well, this is fantastic because, and I'm really glad that you brought up that maybe it's time for larger educational institutions, larger universities to start looking at community colleges when it comes to innovation and best practices. Um, here at the City Mountain Home, we know we are smaller. When we look at the greater Treasure Valley, we're kind of on the frontier. We're kind of like little brother over here, but we like to say that we punch above our weight. And I think that's kind of the spirit of CWI is we're here, we punch above our weight, 
we're practical, we're pragmatic, and we're forward-thinking. And, and I think that <laughs> is so needed. And this is coming from a person just like yourself. Um, I went to a university, um, got my bachelor's degree, uh, got my master's degree, um, some student de- debt there, and a, a lot of time. Um, and I know that path isn't for everyone, nor should it be for everyone, nor is it practical. Um, I have two younger brothers who opted not to go to college, um, and they did certificate programs in radiation technology, and both of them are working at the INL, and they have amazing, fulfilling careers, and they're doing great things, and they provide for their families. And I can think of no better place than some place like Idaho, than some place like CWI, to be straight up with students and look them in the eye and be like, I want to speak to you about your return on investment. Because I can tell you that there are many educational institutions out there where that's not the first thing that's coming out of their mouths when they speak to prospective students. Yeah. No, I, I, I sadly agree because I want higher ed to be what I've just said. Um, and I think I have colleagues. I don't think – I think my colleagues in higher ed, the ones I've come across in my experience, and I've been in the four-year system. I've been around many, many schools um, I don't think anybody has a bad intention, yeah. but I, I'm not sure that that um, they've clued in that um, the affordability, we need to have our, our own answers. We can't keep asking or looking and blaming or blame shifting or trying to explain away or hoping that society returns. We have to address, frankly, two variables, affordability and employability. If you don't have answers as higher ed to those two, I personally would say my opinion is that you're whistling into the wind because those two are what's top of mind when I talk to parents, when I talk to students, when I talk to people who are looking at these problems overall. And there is much that's good about higher ed. But when you just say everybody should go, don't worry about the price tag, and yet um, many uh, nationally, one out of two students. This is the U.S. Department of Education. One out of two students who go to higher ed today in America don't graduate in six years. Wow, that is not. I don't know any businesses in Mountain Home that would survive if yeah. <laughs> one out of two customers found it a you know a terrible experience or an outcome yeah. they didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not what we aspire for, and I I think at CWI. Um, we certainly believe we have room to improve, but the bottom line is we're talking honestly about this and we're not walking away from our responsibility to be a partner with students in the affordability and employability side of what we should be doing. Exciting stuff, Gordon. So let's really dig into it. So I know a lot of our listeners um, who the majority are Mountain Home residents, but we do have some listenership throughout the state and also elsewhere. Um, They are wondering... Why CWI? Why should I look at this as a serious option? And what is CWI providing specifically for Mountain Home residents? Sure. And I think the first thing to just highlight, because I'm not going to assume listeners um, know this, but CWI um, is we in the state, we have service areas for our public higher ed institutions. And CWI, uh, when I first came on, as I learned our service area, um, fully embraces and encompasses from, from Mountain Home, I believe even out to Hemet, all mm-hmm. the way to Caldwell. 
And one of the things I want listeners to know is we very much take um, the responsibility seriously to be in the communities that we serve. And that includes Mountain Home. And that doesn't so what that means is, first of all, people should know we're already here. We have over, I believe, 200 mountain home residents who already are taking certain education opportunities with CWI. Now, some of the things we offer that might be worth noting is um, um, we, we educate students in the K-12 system, the high school level, who are looking for dual credit, an incredibly affordable way to earn college credits. That's awesome. I gave out 28 AA degrees at our graduation last May. Oh, wow. To high school students who were a, a week or two later going to get their high school diplomas. Oh, wow. That's and crazy. And the state pays basically for that. You, it's almost a free way, if not a truly free way, to an AA degree. And a quick question on that, and I don't want to interrupt you. I want to sure. keep the momentum. But I know with different um, rural school districts and things like that, sometimes getting those credits are difficult. It's do we have enough interest in that? So are you saying that there are programs through the College of Western Idaho where I can be proactive as a student, even though they may not be available, those classes during my regular course day, that I can still receive an AA degree? Um, so let me answer that yes, and ultimately there's always um, details, and, and any listener who's interested can come and learn more because there may be individual circumstances or a class somebody's thinking of as they hear me. You've got to, you know, do give us a call, and mm -hmm. we can walk it through individually with you. But for those students that either don't have a class in their high school, either here in Mountain Home or other, where, other places that is dual credit eligible, we do offer direct dual credit classes. And I believe some of those are online. And so there is a way that if you do have an internet connection, you can get dual credit through CWI while you're a high school student. So there may be some courses that are not necessarily offered here in the, in the high school. Now you may have to take them dual credit. The part of the benefit is you take it while you're, you're taking the exactly. high school class mm -hmm. at the same time. This may be a separate additional class, mm -hmm. but it may qualify for that additional credit. Yeah, the dual credits are amazing. I know when I graduated high school, I had, I think, 12 mm -hmm. already started. So it's like I mean, a full semester. Yeah, That's like awesome. I was a full semester ahead. I got to jump right into, I think I went into English 102 instead of 101. I skipped over in psych. Like You're able to skip over those 101s, get them out of the way. And the fact that you guys are offering more, that's amazing. Yeah, so we're, we're the largest provider of dual credit in the state that's of awesome. Idaho among any of the public higher ed institutions. Other things, and not everybody's in high school. Some folks are past high school. So <laughs> adult, adult education is another big area yes. for us. We currently here um, at the Mountain Home Library offered on selected weeknights. Oh, we cool. have both um, uh, uh, prep for your earning your GED, which is an alternative way to get your sort of high school diploma equivalent. For those folks that didn't um, finish high school who mm -hmm. want to get that equivalency, that could either lead to job opportunities, that could lead to more education, but you need a GED if you want to continue on with further education. Um, we do offer just classes, so English is a second language. Some folks are yeah. uh, picking up another language, um, and English in particular they want to learn. We offer English as a second language. And then we have another, um, most more recently, we've announced more clearly a partnership with Mountain Home Air Force Base, which is open to civilians. Some individuals mm -hmm. from Mountain Home, uh, we are out on the base offering classes, a variety of classes, some awesome. in person, and then some online out there that are meant to be available for residents of Mountain Home as well. 
And I don't have every single course off the top of my head, so that would be a little much. Right. We but, won't grill you on that. <laughs> yeah. We, um, we know that whether it be getting prepared for employment, getting prepared to continue on with your schooling, um, or in some cases, highly affordable ways to get mm-hmm. ahead towards a college degree. Yeah. Those are things that are already here and available. Mm-hmm. And I think what I get excited about is what the future can hold, too. Because we're not done. I say this every day, and I hope uh, every uh, listener thinks the same way, is there's nothing we can't get better at. The the world is always changing, and we need to constantly think about what might be new things that can be brought along. And I'm very much asking this question as it relates to Mountain Home. What might be? What could be? Uh, And it's not in your question, Brock, but maybe, you know, as we think about the breadth of this Treasure Valley, the greater Treasure Valley, as you call it, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we're, this whole area is growing. And I, I, I think that as I think about employers and job opportunities, um, more, is com- more opportunity is coming mm-hmm. for Mountain Home in a world where we have internet connectivity. Right. There's a lot of neat things. And so let me pause there because I'm worried I'm going to go off your question more. But what we're doing is from sure. high school to adults, whether you're on base or off base, there's already offerings that several hundred mountain home residents already are taking advantage of, and we'd love to encourage more to consider it. Well, you smashed that question out of the park. So um, amazing information. I'm very pleased as well that at the College of Western Idaho that they also understand that, yes, we like online courses because it provides accessibility, but it isn't a total replacement for the educational experience. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important to almost have this hybrid method where, yes, online's important, but it's also good to get people in the same room. It's good to have those interactions. We know a bunch of people have different learning styles. We speak about these older people um, who are going back to school and having it all online may be somewhat intimidating. So being able to meet with instructor in person and to not have to drive to Boise to do that, but to be do that just 15 minutes right at the base is amazing. So I know I'm really appreciative that you guys went through that effort in working with the base to ensure that those people, and I want to make sure all of our listeners know this, that this is an opportunity available to you, even if you're not affiliated with Mountain Home Air Force Base. Correct. Correct. So if you're ready to take classes and you want the opportunity to do it very close by, we have it right there, right down the road with our wonderful, tremendous partner, Mountain Home Air Force Base. Um, Thank you for making sure that that was a component you wanted to have there with that relationship. Yeah, no, we, we absolutely that's integral. And I know that the base felt the same way. I can't speak obviously for them, but I know that what I've heard from them is that that's something they're very um, excited to support as well. Mm -hmm. So now um, I'm, I want to be a little bit selfish. Um, Me and Betsy, uh, you're looking at the mountain home economic development team. Um, We are (laughs) fearless and young and very gritty, but there are some large obstacles ahead to accomplish the goals we want to have. You know, right now, approximately 70% of our population leaves Mountain Home to work. So our big thing is we want to bring businesses. Well, businesses need people. And not only people, they need trained people. Um, Workforce um, re-attention and getting people is really big for communities our size. So if you were to do just a quick overview, what are some things that we can help 
as far as giving our citizens the best opportunities possible to get educated so we can actually have businesses come here so they don't have to go work elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, obviously we all, we all, I'm assuming everybody listening too, appreciates the idea of being able to live, work, and recreate within a very small distance. We mm -hmm. want to be, um, you know, we, we don't live one place to travel too far for most people. Mm -hmm. That's the case. So I certainly salute that goal. Um, I, I would say this, and I don't hold, um, your question wasn't asking me for the mm -hmm. key. What's just the question of how, how can we be assisting in that? Mm -hmm. And I think, first of all, I'm a big proponent of um, we're living in a world, first of all, for those individual individuals in Mountain Home who get excited about building what could be yeah. something that could have future employees and could be an economic driver waiting here in your neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. That is the talents that individuals have. And I've done a lot of my work um, when I'm not thinking about innovating higher ed around entrepreneurship and ways in which individuals, my wife and I have a small business that um, we started in 10 years ago that we... Uh, the first year we sold three hundred dollars or something, <laughs> and twelve years later it's a lot more than three hundred thousand. And there's sixteen individuals in Idaho who help um, make that um, small business grow and go. And so, mm -hmm. first of all, don't overlook the idea. And I think we think about how can we be nurturing some of the skills that go into your talent that might want to be starting some of their own things. Some of those are classes through our business department. Some of those are opportunities we may be able to bring to. A community. Yeah. Um, there's a class I remember uh, a friend of mine teaching from idea to launch in 90 days. And we have technologies today, whether it be selling on Amazon or Etsy, mm -hmm. that you'd be surprised at ways in which um, hobbies and talents that are yeah, sitting in, in, in garages and, and rec rooms, how they can turn into um, serving a world that's very interested in talents that may exist here in Mountain Home. Mm -hmm. And I also know more broadly, at a level of larger employers, um, one of the emerging trends I see is um, sort of cohorts that are trained for in preparation. And I think schools like CWI can be really valuable partners to communities like a mountain home. When there are employers that are looking to be here, we mm -hmm. can come alongside and we may be able to say jointly, if you're here, we'll be here and offering X, Y, or Z from a coursework, from a training. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Those are things that we can come alongside and we do. And we do those today with folks like Amazon and others that are more in the, the, the Nampa area. Mm -hmm. But we want to make sure developers know that um, and, and those economic development individuals that Mountain Home is not alone a city purely looking to see if you're interested but there's an education partner that's eager to be a partner with with you on that and so what that could look like as i said is um, individual trainings to the needs of employers those are all quite dialogues though that happen a little more custom um, mm -hmm. but we're an extremely affordable partner for those employers because of what i just said we're extremely affordable for everyone right there is no lower cost partner yeah. in higher ed in Idaho today, and frankly anywhere, because I'm not I'm not holding that out. Um, we're one of the yeah. lowest cost that you'll find, and we're right here, and we serve Mountain Home. So I think it's a great mm -hmm. opportunity. 
So hopefully that covers it from individual to the actual company <laughs> looking to relocate. It does. And I will flip the coin because obviously, like you said, our goal is to make it so someone can live, play, work, all in mountain home, a real possibility. And we hope for that. But we also know that sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes people are going to have to go to Boise, Twin Falls, wherever. Um, as far as trends and businesses, you know, we have a lot of exciting things happening. We have um, Micron with their big um, moves of what they're going to be doing and um, a lot of really cool things. If I was, let's say I'm looking for a career change or maybe I'm just graduating high school and I, and I just want to get into something, I, maybe I don't know what I want to do, but I know I want to get into something where I can make some money until I figure that out. Um, off of the top of your head, are there any certain areas that you would recommend looking? You know, individuals doing career changes or thinking about buying time. Um, I generally, when I have folks in my life who've had those pivot points, I call them kind of mm -hmm. change up moments. Um, one, I, I, I won't go back over one question is, first of all, it's a great time to think about how you might launch, launch something. Mm -hmm. And um, again, many people say, oh, I don't have an idea or I don't know what I would do. And I find if you spend a little time chatting with someone or find a coffee group and mm -hmm. deliberately explore or take even an online um, class, whether it be for CWI or, or another way, there's other affordable little training moments. Um, watching YouTube videos from people who tell you how they did it. I mean, there's yeah. things you can do there. But I also think more broadly, if people think there might be a career change in mind, um, I, I will use Micron back. I mean, we are, mm -hmm. CWI is the named education partner to Micron as they think about a massive expansion. I don't, I don't think, you know, if people can appreciate that this country has wanted to move very critical um, things like um, memory manufacturing that Micron does back to the U.S. We don't yeah. have domestic production. We think about independence, self-determination, self things that are very Idaho-like and or American. And, um, and we're very vulnerable on that. And so Micron has made a move. And right here in Idaho, right here 30 plus miles from Mountain Home is a major strategic initiative, a national initiative to bring domestic chip manufacturing back. We are a um, prepare preparing to train and prepare individuals who may want to ha have that kind of career shift. This is an open invitation. And maybe there's a way we gather interest from the community. If there's enough, we maybe figure a way to have people either out here or create very low, low, low hassle ways to get people into classrooms that could be either here in Mountain Home or as close as Micron. Um, just 30 miles away where they get that preparation that can lead to that employment. And I just covered a spectrum, right, from individual mm -hmm. right through to how to actually make a, a very deliberate career change on these semiconductor yeah. clean rooms. It sounds kind of futuristic <laughs> and Jetsons to me, but this is, this is the state we live in from individual ingenuity mm -hmm. to um, big, big Micron, which was founded by Two twin brothers, uh, one of whom is Ward Parkinson, and a third individual who started with their little idea. And look at it now, it's Micron. And so um, 
I think if individuals hear this and think, boy, there's something else out there that's not matching, reach out. Reach out to either um, to either you, Brock, or you, Betsy, or to CWI directly, and we can always have a more of a personal conversation to better understand one's situation. Most definitely. We live in a very exciting time, I think, um, and a very optimistic time where I think a lot of people, some people want to stay where mountain home is it where they have grown up here they want to live here and they want to figure out well how do i stay and i think through institutions like cwi there can be a myriad of different options of i can do this 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 and this and i can have a good life i can raise my family and i can stay in this wonderful place so i am very thankful for institutions such as the college of western idaho for providing those opportunities where for those that have been here for a long time that love it, they can have those opportunities. And for those that were fortunate enough to stumble upon us and who are like, I'm not letting go of this, that they can also stay. I celebrate um, towns like Mountain Home. I mean, bottom line is I've lived in them. When I mentioned earlier at the Mm -hmm. podcast in Northern Arizona, um, there's a ton to be proud of. And I think CWI wants to reinforce, this is a place you can both live, work and stay and raise your kids and have your kids stay here. Yeah. Um, this is a this is a good time to be where Mountain Home is. And um, to your point, um, any of you listening who have self-doubt, our competition at CWI is not the four years. Mm-hmm. It's people who have self-doubt. Yeah. Who say, wow, I'm looking at maybe changing that job. Should I really do it? Or mm-hmm. somebody saying, I'd like to go, but I don't know if I can afford it. It's mm-hmm. a whole number of ways in which we sometimes hold ourselves back. Yeah. And... Um, while um, some of that can be real, I think CWI wants to be a partner for those that think they might want to take that first step. Mm-hmm. So thanks for thanks for everything. Hey, thank you. We know <laughs> that um, you're very busy. You have a lot of things to do. It means a lot that you took the time. And I guess with that, Betsy, until next time. <laughs> I guess until next time. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mount Home Stories. If you have any comments or recommendations for future episodes, please email us at mhed at mountain-home.us. Until next time.